0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk About It Buffalo with your host, Anthony Stevens, right here out of the city of Buffalo, the city of good neighbors. Welcome to season number two, episode number 21. Just before we get into the episode, we'd like to take this time to thank our sponsors all over the world for sponsoring Let's Talk About It Buffalo. Right here on Anchor We thank you for your love and support Your acts of kindness and generosity Toward this podcast show Without you, there could be no podcast show If this is your very first time Joining us here on Let's Talk About a Buffalo Why don't you give yourselves a round of applause We welcome you here to Let's Talk About a Buffalo Right here on Anchor and we trust that the information we provide for you today will help you grow thereby. Ladies and gentlemen, it is an awesome, awesome Monday evening here in the city of Buffalo. We are so excited about our merch online store. As you notice in many of our podcasts, we have talked about this online merch store. Again, we'd like to take this time to thank those who have already purchased merch from us. We trust that the merch that you have purchased have been a blessing to you. At the end of this podcast, we're going to give you the link on how you can order your merch products from our online store. Also, we're going to give you our online order number also that you can order directly through us. Uh, At the end of this podcast show We're going to give you our email address Also we're going to give you our six listening platforms And all of our social media information Will be provided to you on this evening Right here on the podcast show At the very end We're so excited as we begin As we are celebrating Black History Month We're going to continue With John Lewis interview on yesterday you had an opportunity uh, to hear part one of john lewis interview Uh, just before i take you there uh, again on sunday will be our last sunday as we celebrate black history month together we have showcased some wonderful and powerful people on this podcast show we are so excited to uh, share this man with the world, John Lewis, a very powerful man, a great activist in the black community. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, as we get into uh, part two of the interview, again, we are so excited to have everyone here tonight. Um, as you know, we are excited about everything that we're doing here at Let's Talk About it, Buffalo. So we're really excited about uh, Black History Month. As I said in numerous podcasts, Black History Month is just not one month, but it's 365 days in a year that we celebrate those people who lived among us and left legacies for us young people to follow behind. Now, as we get into a part two of John Lewis's interview, I want you to stay tuned. I want you to grab some information. If you have pen and paper, write down some information that will help you grow thereby as he speaks through his interview. We want you to know that John Lewis was a very powerful individual, powerful man. So we're going to go now to the interview of John Lewis.
1: To talk to the like send certain people or to hate certain people. And I felt as Jim Lawson had taught us, to be kind, be forgiven, and love and respect the dignity of your fellow human being.
0: As you can see, John Lewis has a very Vital points there to share in his interview we're going to go back to his interview at this time so if you're out there and you're joining us here on the podcast show we're going to get right back into it with john lewis a nation
1: even the president of the united states no president a governor could see what was happening, and see how people were being treated and continue to look the other way. I remember President Kennedy, along with his brother, the Attorney General Robert Kennedy, saying to us on one occasion, we now understand. (laughs) That was the power of the way of peace, the way of love, the power of the forces of nonviolence, To say to elected officials, to say to the larger American community, we can change. We can help create what Dr. King and Jim Lawson call the beloved community. We can help redeem the soul of America and lift America, lift our country, lift our people to higher heights. And that's what the movement did. That's what Jim Lawson and others have accomplished. Worked with James Belva as part of the Nashville student movement. And later he became a part of Dr. King's organization and working in Birmingham. The Birmingham movement was a mighty movement. It was a unique effort. It was the ministers, the large professional groups, women, but the moment they got the little children, these little kids, these little children involved, teaching them the way of peace, the way of love, the philosophy of nonviolence, and they started leaving school, slipping out of homes and schools to go and participate in the march. And the mistake that the local officials made, the police commissioner, Will Connor, was to use the fire department to turn fire hoses on little children, to have dogs snapping the children. sort of stirred up everything in the African American community, but a large segment of the white community, not only in Birmingham, but around the nation. You had to be moved. You you couldn't stay silent. It was a test for the philosophy and the discipline of nonviolence. To watch television, And see poor Connor use fire hoses to pick little kids up, knock them up against trees. And you saw young children and young adults trying to hold on to trees to to not be knocked down. Know the city of Birmingham. Was referred to or called by people in the movement, Bombing Hand. There been so many bombings, or homes, or churches. And they came on a Sunday morning in 1963, 18 days after the March on Washington, that a church was bombed, but full of girls was killed right after Sunday school. It was a sad and dark hour. I was home in Alabama, visiting my family, and I got a call saying you must go to Birmingham. I took a bus ride alone. An uncle of mine thought it was too dangerous for me to travel by myself. So he made a decision to hand me to go a distance away from my home and board a bus so maybe people wouldn't recognize me getting on this bus to travel to Birmingham. And it was in Birmingham that I reconnected with a friend and a colleague of mine named Julian Bond. And we stood in front of a church. It was so sad and and, and so dark. And each time I go back there, I would never forget the moment that I stood in front of that church. Never forget attending the funeral of these four little girls. But you cannot stop because of the possibility of violence of someone being hurt or killed. You have to keep going to help redeem the soul of America. I think all of the. The events, the bombings, the beatings, the arrests and jailings during the Freedom Rise led, and the March on Washington, all led to the passage of a civil rights but Some people said, wait, we cannot get it done, but we got it done. We got the civil rights site. A 1964, passed and signed into law by President Johnson. President Johnson picked up what President Kennedy had left off. And we told President Johnson that we needed a voting rights act. And he said, I just signed a civil rights act. He said, but if you want it, make me do it. Make me do it. And we decided to go to Selma, Alabama, where we had been working for several years and go to other parts of the South. In Selma, Alabama, in 1963, 64, and 65, only 2.1% of black of voting age were registered to vote. Black people were asked from time to time to count the number of bubbles in a bar soap, to count the number of jelly beans in a jar. People stood in what I call unmovable lines. And we had to change it. So after a young African-American man had been shot, later he died in Selma. He came from the hometown of Mrs. Martin Luther King Jr., Mrs. Andrew Young, and Mrs. Rath Abernathy. When he passed in Selma, we came together and said we would march from Selma to Montgomery in an orderly, peaceful, non violent fashion. And so on Sunday, March 7, 1965, about 600 of us gathered at a little church. We had a prayer. In the church, he had a prayer when we got outside of the church. There was only one person standing. That was uh, Andrew Young, who was on Dr. King's staff. He was standing with his hand up. The rest of us on our knees was saying a prayer. And when he's finished praying, We lined up in twos and started walking in an orderly, peaceful, non-violent fashion. No one said a word. As we got to the edge of the bridge, crossing the Alabama River, Jose William from Dr. King's organization said to me, John, can you swim? I said, no. What about you, Jose? He said, a little. I said, well, there's a lot of water down there. We cannot jump. We're going forward. So we kept walking. I had a backpack on before it became fashionable to wear backpacks. So in this backpack, I wanted to be prepared. And we got arrested and go to jail. I wanted to have something to eat. I had one apple and one orange. I wanted to be able to brush my teeth, so I had a toothbrush and toothpaste. And as we walked closer and closer, getting ready to cross the Mephibosh Bridge, a man identified himself and said, I'm Major John Cloud of the Alabama State Troopers. This is an unlawful march. We will not be allowed to continue. I give you three minutes to disperse Return to your homes or to your church. And Jose William said, Major, give us a moment to kneel and pray. And again, he said, Troopers advance. I said, Major, may I have a word. He said, there will be no word. And he said, Troopers advance again. You saw these men, all white men,
0: we take this time to thank you for joining us here on let's talk about it buffalo the city of good neighbors as you heard john lewis interview part two i wish i could play all of the whole entire interview for you ladies and gentlemen out there but just listening to this man uh really it treated my heart to hear uh what happened back in those times doing slavery and doing uh, the time that they marched on Selma the, the most important thing ladies and gentlemen as we share here on let's talk about a buffalo for us to know our heritage, to know where we're going uh, to know where the people who labored among us and what they did for the world. Uh, John Lewis will never be forgotten. He's a very powerful man, and uh, to not know that he's not with us now, it's, it's hard to believe. But I know that he's in a better place, and I know he lived his life to please God. We'd like to thank you for joining us here on Let's Talk About It, Buffalo, the city of good neighbors. Don't forget, Let's Talk About It, Buffalo airs Monday through Sunday from 6 o'clock p.m., 6 15 p.m. right here on Anchor. Again, you can visit visit us on the web. Uh, Our web address is in the description of this podcast show. Our online store is available also for you, where you can join us in our online store, where you can purchase your merch right on the online store. You can also be a part of our social media platform from Facebook Twitter and Instagram you can reach me on Facebook Prince Lamar Anthony you can also join me on Instagram at Prince Anthony 74 you can join me on Twitter at Prince Anthony L you can email us at let's talk about it Buffalo at gmail.com. if you like to order through our online phone number. You can reach us at 716-235-1968. You can do your orders through us or you can order right there on our website. Also, you can listen to us on all of our major listening platforms from Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pocket Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, Break Radio, Radio Republic, and also Outcast, you can be a part of those listening platforms today. Also, if you'd like to be a sponsor of Let's Talk About a Buffalo, all you have to do is go to Anchor.com, fill out some information on how you can become a sponsor. We thank you so very much for joining us here on Let's Talk About a Buffalo, the city, 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 city. of good, uh, good, uh, good, uh, good, good uh, neighbors. neighbors.